Hello friends, what is happening and welcome to the Multiverse Podcast episode 55 for December 7th, your weekly entertainment show covering movies, TV, video games, comics and everything in between. As another year draws to a close, it's time to take a look at and review the year for movies, TV and video games. This episode will focus on our highs and lows for the movies and the industry as a whole. Also, due to the global situation, we've also decided to give our thoughts on what we believe the future has in store for cinema. I'm your host, the Mad Titan Hussein. My co-host is the meme lord, Mio. And welcome to episode 55. Mio, welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. Um, so this time last year when we were doing this list, it was a lot better because we had, we seen a lot of good movies. Yep. There's a lot of, it was a great year for movies last year. Oh, fantastic. This year, yeah. not so much. Yeah. And this time last year, I made a bet with you that Joaquin Phoenix would win an Oscar for The Joker. Yeah, you also said the Snyder Cut would come out, and yeah. I was I was laughing at you. You were laughing, not laughing now. And now, and now Zack <laughs> yeah. Snyder's laughing at me. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I saw you uh, wings. You haven't yeah. redeemed them yet. I think is it because of the lockdown or? No, I've been oh. going to another wing place. Ooh. Yeah, they're Ooh. um, it's called Banchan Chicken. Okay. They're like Korean fried chicken. Ooh. And I gotta say, they're a game changer. Oh really? They use um, they don't use flour. They yep. use cornmeal instead, and Ooh. it, it kind of has like an airy, light, but still crunchy, but mm. they're good. Interesting. They're good. You got to well, try some. Well, you can redeem it there if you want, Mio. It's uh, fine by me, so just... No, I, got, I have to do wings. So. Yeah. You promised yourself after uh, LeBron as one. well. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, been a, it's been a shit year, really, hasn't it, for... A variety movies. of reasons. Yeah, man. COVID four starts, so... Obviously, this podcast, unlike last year, we're not going to just be covering movies that have released in 2020. I think we're going to be talking about movies that we've enjoyed in 2020 and movies that we've only just watched this year. I have a few that I've only just come across this year and and I really really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, what an awful year, Mia! It's just been it's it's been a crazy crazy year for many many reasons. We'll try and stick to to movies in general, but I don't know where I don't know where movies are going to go from here to be honest with you it's um it seems to be a i i, I don't see no end for it at the moment and honestly we'll, we'll obviously talk about this uh further on into the podcast but at the moment in time i really don't see see an end for this i think um yeah it's gonna be gonna be a tough tough time um i'll start then with a uh, with a few movies i'll start with my highs actually and i want to i want to cheat i'm gonna cheat you know it, I don't need another reason to talk about this movie. Even though this movie came out in 2019, uh, it officially came out here in 2020, Mia. And that's Parasite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, did it come out officially in 2019? I mean, it came, Well, it came out officially in 2020 here in cinemas. So, And that was one of my highs, to be honest with you, for this year. The fact that the, Os- the Oscars were in 2020, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was actually one of my highs, just seeing a foreign movie pick up uh, a shitload of uh, awards being recognized and it kind of opened the door for uh, foreign movies actually i think uh, i've i've actually seen seen a few which will make this list um and it's it's i think it's opened the eyes to, to foreign movies i think foreign movies they they take risks uh i think they pay a lot more attention to to the narrative to the script i feel like they're not weighed down by big studios and big budgets and stuff so they you know, they could work at their own pace, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, yeah, Parasite. It's... Yeah, I think 2020 was when a lot of people discovered Parasite because, you know, there was rumblings about how good of a movie there was. We were 
preaching about it preaching. since October. Every but like when it started winning Oscars, when it started winning Golden Globes, that's yes. when everyone started checking it out. And that's when people were like, is this whole movie in subtitles? Yeah. And they turned it off. Yeah. But yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And awesome. incredible, incredible movie. I actually picked up another edition of the movie the other day. Uh, I already have a just a standard 4K uh, steelbook edition. It's still sealed. Uh, I like the, the artwork and I don't... Like usually when I buy steelbooks, if it's really nice, I don't really want to open them. So I just usually end up just buying another copy of the, of a blue, of the Blu-ray version because that's, that's just a plastic sheet box. I could just open that. Um, I never actually got around to doing that. And um, here they dropped a, the, a 4K version of the movie. And they also dropped uh, the black and white edition, which comes with the 4K movie. So I'm definitely going to be opening that and giving this movie a watch in, in black and white. I feel like the experience might be different, especially mm-hmm. because the movie shot so well and it's this, uh, the atmos- atmosphere in the movie is, is incredible. It really sells you on what's, what's happening in the scenes and, and so on and so forth. So yeah, this is another movie I'm, I'm going to be watching and uh, I, I can't wait. I think this is probably along with another particular movie, Mio, which I cannot wait to talk about, and I cannot wait for three of my special editions to arrive in exactly, well, from recording this podcast, in exactly 11 days, Mio. In 11 days' time, I am going to be 100 bucks short, but I'm going to be three steelbook editions up for one of my favorite movies, not just of 2020, Mio, but of all time. And we'll come to that very, very shortly. So take it away with uh, anything on your list. Okay. Um, I'll go by like when I watch the movie. So okay. I'll start with Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Um, normally, in a normal year, I probably wouldn't talk about this movie. Since <laughs> there wasn't much this year, I would yeah. say this is one of the highlights of 2020 as far as movies. Um, you know, it's just like a enjoyable road trip movie. It's pretty short. It's like, I want to say hour 20 minutes tops. It's funny. Um, Jim Carrey has a good, really good performance. Sonic is great. I think they intentionally designed them bad on purpose. So they would be like... We said a, that, didn't we? Yeah. We, so we had that theory. Bad reaction. And yes. then they did the, the redesign. And they're like, see, we listened to the fans. We did. Yeah. They did. But that. even bad press is not always uh, like negative. You know, bad press is good press at a time. And I think... Yeah. At the time we said this, we said straight away, yeah, we think this has been done intentionally because you can't just put out a bad movie and just expect people. Yeah, we think we think it's been done intentionally and we thought, you know what, it, it'll create some that? buzz around the movie and people who didn't know there was a Sonic movie coming out no, now know there's a Sonic movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm surprised, yeah, because it's it's available on, on Cable Box now. You should, you should give it a watch. Yeah. You should give I'm it a watch. I'm, I think they did Sonic justice. Oh, um, really? Yeah, he looks really good. Like when he jumps off rooftops, he shows the um, exaggerated swagger of a black teen. Oh, uh, that that review who was it by 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 GameStop? Game, uh, GameSpot? Yeah, it was. Game, I think Game Informer. But anyways, no, no, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, I'll definitely give that watch then. If it's an easy watch, I think after this I might just sit down and chill. I've had a long day. I might as well sit down and chill and just watch uh, Sonic because if it's anything like. Uh, Detective Pikachu, which I absolutely, really, I actually really enjoyed that movie. Pikachu is really good. Yeah, if it's anything like that, then definitely I'll, I think I'll, it's definitely on my street. It's it's crazy. Like we we laughed and joked when uh, when COVID first happened, 
and uh, we did not know we we're going to be in this situation for so long. We thought, imagine, we actually said, imagine uh, the movies that go up in the Oscar are Mulan, Bloodshot, Tenet, and Sonic. And we thought, it actually might happen. It might actually happen, yeah. And uh, it might be Nolan's uh, best chance of winning a, an Oscar for, for a change, to be honest with you. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I'd, I'll definitely give uh, give Sonic a, a go. Talking about um, uh, movies in list that have come out this year, I'm, it's it's not Gene, but it came out this year in UK. It was a December release for stateside, I believe, and it's 1917. Oh yeah, 1917 came out this year for me too. Oh really? Oh fantastic! Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't even consider it. Your thoughts on that movie? I liked it. Yeah. I, I I thought it was really good. Um, it's not as good on the rewatch because you know yeah, you know yeah. kind of where the movie's going, mm-hmm. but you know the way they shot it, the way yeah. they made it look like a one cut movie. Some of the scenes were absolutely incredible. Yep, I love really good movie. It's one of those movies where, in terms of the shots, the were you still sold by it the second watch? Yeah, yeah. like a lot of the shots, like the cinematography. The shot, yeah. The final shot when he's um, running through the field and all the soldiers are going one way and he's going another way like that. That gets my heart racing. Like every Yeah, time. it's one of those movies where it's... And I think that's where the... That's why I couldn't compare this with Dunkirk because Dunkirk had the rewatchability because of just sort of its, its yeah, complexity. Dunkirk's, and it, Dunkirk's a lot better than this movie. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <clears throat> um, I think where Dunkirk succeeds is, is in its complexity and its um, storyline. Mm-hmm. And it forces you to watch it again and if you watch it three times and you focus on one particular storyline then you put it together then that's where that movie does really really well with 1917 i loved everything about it but Mm -hmm. i haven't watched it since because i know it's one of those movies where the impact is just not the same the impact is not the same especially for example the ending shot the scene where he's in the 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 book the worn down castle at night yeah that's uh yeah those are great shots but i think it just wouldn't have the same impact on me if I watched it, watched it a second time. And um, that's why I've never gone back to it, but it's an incredible movie, incredible movie. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it really blew me away. And it's a film that you had to watch in cinema, I think, to experience it. Mm-hmm. You watched it in cinema, didn't you? Twice. Yeah, incredible. You went with, your, yeah. So it was a great movie. And it was a great, <clears throat> great start to the year, in fact. I thought, okay, it's going to be a good, because on paper, on paper, the movies that were coming out this year were just, they were, it was just hype, wasn't it? I know some movies uh, would fill up the gaps in between, like, for example, Black Widow fills the gap here and there. But we had some movies that I was particularly hyped for, like um, A Quiet Place 2, I was, I'm excited for Wonder Woman, Dune, Tenant. Uh, no sure Time to Die. Yeah, the 007, No Time to Die. Uh, and I'm sure there's a few more that I've completely forgotten about, but I was I was hyped. I was excited, um, and to see cinema just kind of being pulled apart, it really it's quite upsetting, especially for moviegoers like us. You know, we we love that whole movie movie experience where yeah. we we plan it, we take time out of our day because going to the cinema is not like an, a two hour thing because you have to consider travel, meeting up with friends, all that nonsense. And you get there, you just get so excited. You want this, you want that. You see, you take. I think the experience walking from the counter to taking your seats, man, shining the lights from your phone to figure out where you're sit- sitting. And I miss all that, man. Mm-hmm. I really miss all that. And nothing will replicate that. We'll talk about it more shortly. But to start the year off with 1917, I think the last movie I watched 
towards the end of 2019 was either Ford versus Ferrari or Ad Astra. I think 1917 might have been the last movie I saw in theaters. Jeez, kinda sad. fuck. That's kind of sad. No way. When you really think about it, that's quite, yeah. that's quite sad. Yeah. Damn. I remember the last movie I watched before the lockdown was Parasite, and then we went into a lockdown. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would have ended it on, on, on a great movie, to be honest with you. But thankfully, I was able to go again and experience another movie. But 1917 was a great start the year. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to, to finish it off with, with anything now. Uh, not at all. <laughs> Uh, let's do another one on, on your list. Okay, I'll I'll actually do three. Like these yeah, three, are, just pass with them. Yeah, they're um the Netflix movies. So <laughs> um they were they were good, I guess, yeah. because they they were they dropped pretty much in like the heat of COVID, like the spring slash summer. Yep. But um, first one is Extraction. Yep. Um, that's on my list. The most generic plot, the most generic characters, the most generic bad guy. But like a really good action movie, yeah. Like a lot of good, you know, John Wick style action sequences, a lot of good one shots, good car chase scene, just you know, an enjoyable movie. Nothing more than a to typical it. action movie. It's one of those. I think with everything happening, I think you just wanted something. I wouldn't say trashy, but nearly borderline that, and you just yeah, you just want to turn off your brain. Yeah, exactly. I think there's no harm in, in enjoying a movie and no shame in enjoying a movie like, like that every once in a while. And um, I, I I think if it wasn't for Chris Hemsworth and his charisma on screen, to be honest with you, I don't think the movie would have been done well. And the fact that the Russo brothers were attached to it, I think that's what drove the hype. I think yeah. people were coming off um, Endgame and were like, yeah, the Russo brothers can't do no wrong. And Usually it is the case, you know, when, when, when they, when directors leave such an impact on you in their last movie, you're less likely to trash them the next movie. Pretty much. Uh, and um, I think this will, I think that that was the case for Extraction. I, I enjoyed it, but the villain was so, so generic. I don't even remember who it was. No, remember it was, oh no, it wasn't. Um, yeah, I can't remember, to be honest with you. Um, it was just such a generic action movie. I think about it was generic i think the over the top uh, action sequences where just defines any logic uh but as you said you just turn off your brain and and you, and you enjoy it so mm. i'm sure the next i'm i think the next one i know which one's on your list the old that, guard uh, oh you enjoyed that yeah I, I liked it okay i liked it um okay. you know again a pretty generic plot mm. the backstory stuff was kind of cool though like yeah. when they were like fighting and medieval times and you know that that part is kind of cool but you know super generic character super generic bad guy he kind of redeemed himself in uh queen's gambit but i still yep. kind of hate the guy yep um you know i had a frank ocean song so i had to mention that <laughs> so that's why yeah that's why I, I like the film because of the frank ocean song but yeah you know it was okay and the last movie was uh defy bloods Oh, I never got Likely to movie. never got yeah. to watch that. Yeah, it's a good it's a good movie. Um, it's really long. I think it's like two and a half hours. They could have honestly cut the first forty five minutes of the movie, mm. and it would have been a lot better. But you know, Chadwick Boseman's last performance before he yep. passed. I um, believe so. Yeah, I know he filmed something else before that, but that was the last yeah. performance we saw before he passed. Great, yeah, great last performance. He kind of plays a ghost, so that's kind of eerie. Yeah. But um, 
good performances by everyone. Um, definitely some Oscar. There'll be some Oscar hype for this movie. I, I feel yeah. like as far as performances, but yeah, uh, check it out. It's just like kind of like unbonding movie. Mm. Oh, Jonathan Majors is in it. This is where I first saw him, and I was like, wow, this guy's gonna be a star. Mm. And now he's gonna be Kang yeah. the Conqueror in yeah. Marvel. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I think Netflix has had a good year, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Uh, I'll come to Old Gods later on because that's actually part of one of my lows for the year, um, which I'll, I'll explain to you why. Um, but I, I enjoyed Netflix this year. I think in terms yeah. of them trying to push content out and movies, they I think they did a better job than last year. I know. No, it, last year was great. Really? Yeah, well, last year they had uh, Marriage Story. They had oh yeah, my bad, my bad. They my had bad. Uh, the Irishman, which I didn't really like, but yep. you know, still but like still a big cultural moment. Yep, They're, because one of their movies came out last year for you guys, but came out this. I think it was early this year, and I, either way, I watched it. I believe, I believe I watched it early early January. I, I need to double go and double check um, a review, but Netflix pushed out some really really good content. It still it still feels like it's more about quantity rather than quality with Netflix. Totally. And I feel like they just need to calm down a bit and, you know, really, really focus and, and drive certain movies rather than, you know, just point out anything because there's some awful, awful movies. And, and I would say well, that's just, the same with TV shows for them too. Like they, they put out a lot of, a lot of TV shows. Yeah. Like a few of them are good. Um, so two movies, I'm with you on Extraction. We've, I've talked about that. Another movie I really enjoyed. Uh, and with these lower, smaller movies, I just love, and this goes back to what I was saying, they take risks with the premise. And this was Platform. The Platform. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot about that. I that forgot. A, see, I totally forgot about that because it was a foreign film. Yeah. See, it's a, it's a, really, it's a really good movie. I really yeah, enjoyed it. I gave I like it three it. stars, which isn't bad. Um, it's an, it's, it's it's an enjoyable watch. It does keep you hooked. It does keep you in suspense. You, it's one of those movies where you're trying to figure out the story and you watch to the end because you want to know what's what's happening. And mm-hmm. I just, it's basically Snowpiercer, but on the platform essentially. Yeah. And I just, I, I really enjoyed it. I think uh, I don't know if this was a Netflix original, but whoever produced it did a really really good job. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm so glad I watched this movie. And another movie. This came out it's late. A social commentary for that. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. And uh, I'm 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 big on movies that provide social commentary. I, I think it's I enjoy that, and it just makes me more aware of s- certain things. And another movie I watched, Mio, and I watched this the first time, and I wasn't too sure about Mio. But the more I think about it now, and the more I talk talk about this movie and another movie that was pretty much exactly the same the more it grows on me and the more I've adapted to this sort of movie. And it's Uncut Gems. This came out this year I for went, us. It wasn't a Netflix movie. It came out in theaters for us, but yeah. Yeah, it came out on Netflix here for us. So okay. But we never got to see it. See, that movie was great. I think it, it was on my list I, last year. I think it, it's a great movie. I gave it, I can't remember what I gave it, to be honest it was, with you. It was unfair. And I was, I was like pretty upset about it. I was like, what? I, I, gave, I gave it three stars, which isn't bad, but I think I'll give it, for in all honesty no definitely deserves for yeah 100 percent um because i wasn't too i wasn't i don't know i think it was just you know it's one of these movies where you need to feel it you need to be clear-minded when you watch this because i watched this and i was just like 
I was just tired, man. It felt like I was being shouted out. I thought I was in the room. I was, you know, being yelled at. Yeah. I'm like, and that's what the movie's trying to do. And I just, I don't think I appreciated it. And I think like, I think that might have just been down to the fact that I was just tired or whatever the case may be, whatever sort of week I had. But when I watched um, Good Times and it's by, uh, is it Sadie Brothers? Sadie? Or? Safety Brothers, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's the exact same movie. And I enjoyed that movie because mm-hmm. it had a bit more of a, a, you know, close to the, not close to my heart, but a closer story, let's say, closer to the heart storyline compared to Uncut Gems. But when you really, really think about it, Uncut Gems has a great story. It's about addiction and, and, and so forth and not knowing when to call it quits, not knowing, you know, just the risk, the unnecessary risk involved in certain things throughout a person's life. And when you think of those two movies, those two movies are really, really similar. And I really enjoyed Good Times. So for me to say I didn't enjoy Uncut Gems is really, really, um, you know, hypocritical of me because mm. they're both great movies. And I really enjoyed uh, um, Good Times. I think I gave that three and a half. Uncut Gems, I think, is a better movie, though, now when I look look back at it. And it is Adam Sandler's best performance in a movie. I do oh, think definitely. he had that in him. Uh, shame that he got... You know, he didn't really get any uh, attention or credit for the Oscars. Fair enough. Um, but this is a great movie. Uh, I look back at it now and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm harsh on this movie. But it's a movie I'll definitely watch again. I think it's a movie I want to experience again. But probably something that I'll do when, maybe when I'm when I break up for class during Christmas. You know that when you break up for school or whatever, you just you feel a sense of relief and you're mm-hmm. chilled. I think that's when I would do, watch this again. But I want to watch this again, appreciate it more, and probably put out a re-review of this movie. That's what I've been meaning to do, especially with The Irishman, and take it from there, because Uncut Gems is, is great. It's, it's a great movie, and everybody should experience it. And for it to have that sort of impact on me, where it made me feel anxious, claustrophobic, paranoid, that's a sign of a great movie, because not, not, not many movies do that to me. Uh, especially I say for example horror genre that it does nothing for me mm-hmm. so when you see me rate a horror movie it means it's really high in my book and this movie has to be high in my book I at one point I felt like this was just a psychological thriller to be honest with you it's, a little sometimes, bit, yeah sometimes that's what it felt like to me it just felt like I was just on the edge of my seat for the wrong reasons but when I mean for the wrong reasons I don't mean in terms of movie rating I just mean this movie is doing everything it wants wants to do, and you yeah. have to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. So, Uncut Gems, uh, Extraction, The Platform, these are all movies that I watched on Netflix this year, and Netflix just had a good year in, in, in general for me. Yeah, Netflix Netflix is killing it as usual um, until HBO Max takes yeah. its lunch money next year, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yep. Um, so, another movie I watched and you recently watched and really enjoyed was the gentleman yep um yep. starring matthew mcconaughey on, yeah that was on my list um, for movie eleanor's um, killer yep hugh, hugh grant yep what a fucking <laughs> oh spoilers yeah, i don't care i don't care <laughs> but anyways yeah this was a good movie like mm. a good return of form for guy Ritchie. yep um it, it has his usual like guy Ritchie vibe things yeah vibe yeah definitely a vibe to it it's like witty dialogue um Mm. complex story with a lot of twists at the end good banter good action it's just you know it's not groundbreaking it's not like it's not it's not an essential watch 
but it's just like a good good movie to watch for an hour 30 minutes you might learn a thing or two about um selling coke uh selling marijuana <laughs> yeah a <laughs> uh, good good music video yep. in the middle of the movie yep that was like kind of surprising great accent work by uh colin farrell he yep. was he was awesome in this movie um matthew mcgonhead just talks normally this is like he doesn't know he's in a british movie yeah <laughs> It's just, it's just like I'm not doing a British accent. Like get out of here. I'm just gonna talk normal. <laughs> and Guy Ritchie's like, "You're Matthew, you're Matthew McConaughey. You can do whatever you want." No, but 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 did they not touch on that? Because they, they knew he wasn't gonna do a British accent. So th- mm-hmm. I think they, I think when they added some um, uh, like background to it, they said that he was brought up in America and came to here. Remember? Yeah, that's true, yeah. That's true. So so I think they did that intentionally because they knew Matthew McConaughey was not pulling a, a British accent. But um, um, yeah, the movie's like kind of racist like it's calling like asian people like chinamen like yeah no it is racist it's racist and it's it's like like, it's like rick calling you out saying oh where's where's mio he's probably making ramen that's racist (laughs) (laughs) you just exposed rick down here that's um, racist (laughs) there's there's like a bit about um like one of the asian characters his name is fiak like p-h-u-c-k yeah yeah but it was like it was funny so i let it go yeah it's like Fuck you! Yeah, <laughs> and then it was it was it was pretty funny. So I was like, I, I, I'm gonna excuse this because it's pretty funny. But yeah, how'd you like the movie? Yeah, this was this was on my my list as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, it did come out this year, but I only watched it this year. And no, it did come out this year. James. Oh, it did. Oh, yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Um, I absolutely loved it, man. I think it's one of my favorite movies of the year as well. I think it's in my I would say my top five of the year. It, well, it was mm-hmm. not saying much. <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, I absolutely loved it, man. It was a return for form for Guy Ritchie. And I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Guy Ritchie fan, but I appreciate Guy Ritchie movies. I think mm-hmm. he has a style and substance about them. And you know what you're getting from a Guy Ritchie movie. I feel like he's fallen off recently just because of private life, I think, and his whole thing with uh, Madonna and all that nonsense. But I feel like because he's been able to devote his time now and focus on this movie it's come out such a great and you know what's funny is it reminds me of quentin tarantino's quote of i don't know if, if this is uh, it's not recent so i don't know what his private life is like but he said the reason he's not married or has kids is so he can focus on movies and it's probably, probably what guy richie should have done ages ago to be honest with you yeah because pretty much he he de- he he delivered a, a an amazing movie and you know when you watch a movie belonging to the director, you just want to see their previous work. And obviously mm-hmm. you guys were bugging me to watch Snatch and I just had enough of Rick waffling in the, in the group chat. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to watch Snatch. Just wh- whatever it takes to, to, to just shut that guy's mouth. Um, and Snatch, I watched, I watched that this year also. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a typical Snatch guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Typ- typical guy, Richard movie. Um, but I think I enjoyed Gentleman more, you know? Really? Yeah, oh, I, Snatch wow. is great. Snatch is like really, really good. And nah, you know what? The plot in Snatch was quite sick. Um, yeah. Oh, nah. I feel like I, t- I might have to take that back. You know, I might have to do a quick rewind and take that back. I don't know. Either way, the endings like caught me off guard. Though. Yeah, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, man. The mo- the ending though in uh, Gentleman was just like reverse Uno after reverse Uno. Yeah. It was just like insane. Especially the pig part. That was crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Mate, that part was fucking hell. But um, yeah, those two Guy Ritchie movies made made my list, and just it was. I think, yeah, Return to Form. I hopefully Guy Ritchie does. He just goes, you know, does something better. Um, hopefully he doesn't get married and 
it fucks up his uh, directorial life because we I need another good uh, Guy Ritchie movie in my life to be honest with you. Um, I sung the praises of Netflix. I want to sing the praises of Amazon. Mm, Amazon Prime. Yep, two movies actually. The first one I never thought I'd see the day. The Borat sequel. Yeah, great that movie. A, that was a highlight. That was Funny. one of my highlights. Probably the funniest yeah. movie this year. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like. And to release it in the midst of a um, the ele- elections, mm-hmm. I think might that have was, swung the election. I f- yes, I was about to say we're not obviously not a political uh, podcast, but I think that was done intentionally. I really do. I think Amazon were up to something. I think it was a clever trick by Amazon. Obviously, I don't know where Amazon uh, sits in terms of uh, electoral uh, elections and stuff like that. But I think that was a clever move by Amazon, man. I really do. Especially that scene with the mayor, Mayor Giuliani or something. Yeah. Mate. <laughs> He's still like waffling right now. Yeah. Like, do you remember? I think there was a video on Twitter. Um, they're, they're cheating in the elections and all that. We will not yeah. be, uh, we will not be um, uh, done again. And some guy tweeted, it was like, yeah, but you got done by Borat. Uh, <laughs> I was absolutely in tears. But yeah, I, f- I think, I don't want to touch on too much about it, but I think it was done intentionally. I think it might have swung the, the election, but I've, the, the movie, the way the movie adapted to the COVID situation, I mm-hmm. think that was just, a, I think that was a, a master stroke, to be honest with you. I think Sachin just, he blew out the park. He's a genius. That. He is a genius. I know a lot of people didn't like it. They said it wasn't as funny as the first one. I thought the narrative, the character well, those are the people the movie is shitting on. So yeah, like... exactly. And there were so many video clips you see it after the movie got released. There were so many behind the scenes. The guy nearly got got himself killed. Yeah, people uh, Americans are ugh. insane, absolutely insane. And for him to like the scene where he's killing the coroner, was just like it was so funny. This That's scene funny. when he ordered flashlights and he yeah. got. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. And uh, but the most eerie scene for me is that obviously the Mayor Giuliani scene in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Like, what would have happened if it wasn't a movie? Or oh my, it's just it's quite, yeah, it's quite nerve wracking to think about that. To be honest with you, it kind of shows. Borat sh- shed the light on so many things: uh, politics, COVID, the 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 the, the lack of brain cells. Yep. Social media propaganda and yes. like false information. Yeah. Like people think the Holocaust was fake. That was, that was hilarious. That scene was uh, absolutely hilarious. Um, and also, obviously, with the COVID thing, how people thought it wasn't real, 5G towers, there was like a lot of conspiracy. Uh, you know, you don't really see 5G conspiracies anymore. It's like people are like, okay, we were kind of, we kind of, some, some, some guy in well, my class, we were some, there. some guy in my class was actually talking about 5G. No, no. Was, People yeah. still believe that? Yeah. I was like, come on, you're an architect student. You've got 10 years of experience in the field. You're a clever guy. Don't say that. Don't say that. But um, yeah, we, we don't see conspiracies like that anymore. We just saw the COVID situation. Oh, also, just talking about COVID in general and Trump and stuff like that. I know, as I said, we're not conspiracy podcasts, but how coincidental is it that there's a COVID... Um, vaccine the moment trump loses the election i don't know if you've ever thought about it i don't know if that's been talked about it's been talked about massively <laughs> yeah, over here. 
I remember I saw that and I was like, you know, maybe this is a hoax. No, I was kidding. <laughs> no, I was kidding. I was like, kind of. I didn't think of yeah. it to that extent. Actually, there's a, another girl on my cast. And um, she said she didn't believe in COVID until she got it. Like when she came back from a trip. And I was like, oh, here we go. So it's crazy how like the the conspiracy theorists don't really believe in stuff until it happens to them. So mm-hmm. quite weird. But anyways, yeah, Bora highlight on my list. And then another thing from Amazon, and this was something that really took me by surprise. I wanted to see what the hype was about behind it. And it was Host. You know, the horror movie that I was telling you about? Oh, yeah. The, the one shot on... Uh, the, the one shot all, all entirely on Zoom. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that movie, man. Yeah, I heard it was really good. Yeah, I mentioned it in... Uh, the Halloween special edition podcast we did a really, really good movie keeps you on, uh, on the edge of your seat. Um, I wouldn't go far as saying it's cliche, but there's some certain parts where you think it's kind of generic, but I think the fact that everything, all you see throughout the movie is what the person is seeing on their webcam. So you could just imagine you don't really have a sense for anything and it's quite eerie at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did really, really well to do that. And I think I was—I think I made the joke. I said, "This movie, I think the budget was about five bucks or something like that," because it was just—it was such a cheap movie to make. And um, it was on Amazon Prime over here. It was actually an Amazon thing, so they did a good job on that. And I think Amazon have also had a good good year. I think their movie selection. So when it comes to movie selections, I think Amazon have a better movie selection than Netflix. But when it comes to TV, I believe Netflix have have the upper hand. And. Um, We'll obviously talk more about when it comes to the TV um, podcast, but it's been a good year for streaming services. Yeah. Especially with, with COVID. Probably the only people who've like benefited from COVID other than yeah. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Streaming services are killing it. Maybe um, too well. Too well. Too much, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see what else I've got on my list. Uh, I've got... Oh, actually, I don't have one more movie. I've got two more movies. I've left uh, the cream of the uh, cream of the, <laughs> the crop cream to, the end, the to the end. Everyone but... knows what it is. Yes, and um, I'll talk about this movie first, and then I'll let you um, take away on your list. Invisible okay, I Man. I have two more too. Yeah, no worries. Invisible Man. I the really, pretty good. I really enjoyed it. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. I mean, the I can't remember the late that the female's name, the, the actor, actress, uh, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, and it, and it's her face doesn't. Uh, there's something about her face that really. It's not off-putting. It's just it makes me feel like she's really one-dimensional. She reminds me of Kirsten Stewart. Where Kirsten Stewart? Yeah, you no, know the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, from Spider-Man. No, no, the one from um. Oh, it's Kirsten Stewart. Yeah, no, I, I like think... Kirsten Stewart. The from one Twilight? From... Yeah, I like Kirsten Stewart. She's... she's her face is just one-dimensional. I was about to, I was about to talk about it because she's in a movie that I really enjoyed this year. But yeah, keep going. Uh her... Okay, if it's that movie, I might need to go back and watch it because I got a bit bored of it, but I don't know if it's the same movie. Um, but yeah, she just, Elizabeth Moss, she was, she was amazing. She's, I feel like her face is one-dimensional, but it, it's, her acting isn't. It's far from it. And I really enjoyed it. I absolutely thought it was one of my favorites. I wouldn't did call you it like, Did you like the twist where uh, the Invisible Man was John Cena? <laughs> oh, that's a good one have you seen the meme I don't know why those memes have come back up again you know the ones where the guy's in the party and he's just standing in the corner yeah yeah and uh, someone um, superimposed uh, John Cena's face on him and go <laughs> they can't see me yeah I saw that one that was, <laughs> oh, a, good was one. a good one uh, and there was another one that's kind of relatable to me where he's just standing and the guy's got like a pair of uh, Jordan off-whites and, and he's like 
they don't know how much these we sell for. <laughs> That's so funny. That was funny. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, Aldous Hodges is in this movie. He's going to be Hawkman. Yep. What, what movie is he going to be Hawkman in again? I can't keep track. Is it uh, the TV show? Hawkman TV show. Oh, oh the yeah. Make TV show? Yeah. Because, um, okay. I can't remember. I've lost track of all the news that was happening around that TV show because there was quite a few this week. Yeah. But, um, the movie in general, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely enjoyed it. it. Does keep you on suspense. The twist is great. Not the one about John Cena. There's, that's that's not that's not a twist. But uh, there's a great twist. Isn't to that it. John Cena? It's not John Cena. Okay. Uh, there's a great twist to it, and uh, it's it. And it, you know what? This is what I love about horror movies. If if I think this this, I think all horror movies need to take this direction. Do not outstay your fucking welcome. Like, mm-hmm. do not give me a two and a half hour movie where it just loses its value. It loses its tension. This movie was a short movie. It was about an hour and 20 minutes or something like that. A really short movie. And it's just, it, the pacing is perfect. And I think that's one thing I loved about it. The pacing, superb. Um, so Invisible Man was on my high. So I'll let you now take it away, Mio. Do your last two movies before I jump uh, onto my, okay. my awesome um, movie. One of the movies I really enjoyed was um, that Kristen Stewart movie I was talking about. It's called Happiest Season. I don't know if you've heard of this, but um, no, so I, it's a it's a Christmas movie which I don't like, and it's a romantic comedy which I also don't like. But like, mm-hmm. I really enjoy this movie. So, you know how like there's like that cliche movie of um, like the girl brings home like a black guy and the 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 family's like super vases and you know it's like super awkward. But for this movie, it was like um, Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis mm. is an, is a couple, and you know, like she's gonna bring her to the family dinner, but like they don't know she's gay, so like she has to hide the fact that they're both gay, and that she's gonna tell them eventually, and you know, but like it was like I I hate how much I like this movie, but I was like laughing the whole time, uh, you know. Is it one of your? It's your guilty p- pleasure. I wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure, but um, it was just like I I really shouldn't like this movie because it's like a cheesy holiday movie, but mm. um, it's just really good. I was, what, I was it called a, Happiest Season? Yeah, Happiest yeah. Season. Um, you know, I, I became a Kristen Stewart fan after this. Oh, really? I think she's yeah. I think she's a really good actor. I kind of gave her an unfair treatment because of the Twilight movies, but you know, like we're seeing that's, with that, that's the same. Yeah, with, yeah, uh, like we're seeing with um. Barbara Panson. Yeah. They were actually good actors that were, you know, involved in a not so good movie. Yep. But um Mackenzie Davis is great too. Um she's in I'm trying to think of what else. She, you, you know Mackenzie Davis, right? She was in The Martian. She yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love her. I, I love I love her. She's yeah. in uh, Blade Runner, she's in Yeah, she's good. Uh, she's good. Black Widow, Black Mirror. The Martian. She's um, a good not actress. Black, sorry, not Black Widow, Black Mirror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love I love her. I love her. She's in they, she's they in Terminator, like, and she does. Oh the, yeah, I heard. You know, I heard that one's pretty good. And uh, oh, it's decent. It's it is. Like it's fate. a decent movie. This it's a, look. It's a decent movie. It's not going to be. It's, if you get the, the, kind of the, the thought process of oh, it's going to. It's another Terminator movie. It has to live to that. No, you you you're going to hate it. It's just let this movie be on its own. And it's a decent movie to be honest with you. It's it, it's yeah. not bad. It's Underrated. an watch. Yeah, and um. Uh, she does the voice in in Gears. She does the voice of. Um, is she? Yeah. What's her name? What's her name? I, I love this Kate? actor. She, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Not Kate. Um, the other female, Grace. Grace. Who's Grace? 
uh, I think it was the the mother or something. Or yeah. Anyways, I can't, I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. She's got a bright. She's got a bright future. I thought she was in a Mission Impossible movie, but I guess not yet. No, that was the other one in Mission Impossible. She's also good, but she was in um, uh, that the Fast and Furious movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot her name. What's her name? Ah, Vanessa. Anyway. Is it Vanessa something or am I? Oh yeah, Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, is it her? Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, yeah. From she's one the action classic Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I love her, man. Like her. Like my favorite female actors at the moment is probably her. Uh, Mackenzie, uh, obviously, you know who I'm going to say next. Emily Blunt. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, I, I like um, Jesus, the one from um, the chess game and the chess thingy. Uh, oh. Gambit. Uh, I, Anya, Anya Ta- Taylor Joy. Those are like yeah, Taylor Joy. Yeah. Any movies with those? And and thingy. What's the name? Uh, not Saoirse Ronan. I think she's a great actor. Don't get me wrong, but the other one from Midsummer. Um. What's her name? Oh, yeah. Why am I blanking on her right now? Why are you blanking on her? You should know. Um, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Florence. Florence. Florence well, what? That's Pew. Yeah, yeah. Any movie with those five actors, man. Yeah. I, oh, does like, yeah. That's what, I would say that's what gets me going. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I would, you know, even if you don't really like holiday movies or you know, romance comedies. This this is like a good change of pace. Um, a few ch- cheap jokes here and there, but you know, really enjoy this movie. And the last movie was um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. This mm. came out last year in France, mm. but internationally it came out this year. Okay. And um, I really love this movie. Like, it's it's by far my favorite movie of the year. Um, I I just think this movie is like a way of art. A lot of the scenes are shot like it's like a painting. Um, you love those sort of movies, don't you? I know you, you're a big them. fan of uh, Moonlight for a start. Yeah, love them. Yeah, but um, right up your really emotional. Um, don't spoil it because I might watch. Yeah, it. yeah, but um, you know, some of the scenes are like really got me like teary. And anyways, I, I'm not gonna go <laughs> talk about it. Man. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. I'll move on then to this last one. In case anyone's wondering why this is not on Mio's list, it's because it's not out in America and then lockdown. So I'm sure Mio is going to be watching this because we we will be doing next a week. Te- a, oh yeah, yeah. Are you purchasing it or just renting it? I think a Purchasing's purchase. Thing. Yeah, because yeah. you need to watch it. Might as well because it'll be the same price. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we are definitely going to be doing a review podcast for this, just like we did for Joker. I think mm-hmm. I will ha- now wait until the new year. And we will also be doing a ranking every single Nolan movie. And that's that I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. Movie. I don't know about you, but tenant. And yeah. it's my favorite movie this year. Top three movie of all time. All um, time. Yes. It's all time. Yes. Cause you know, my movies of all time are inception and the dark Knight. This is now third. Uh, it's potentially better than inception. It has, it's, this is being controversial. This is probably uh, Nolan's best opening scene to, in his uh, filmography. Uh, it has one of the best soundtracks ever. It's got some of the best cinematography from a Nolan movie. Um, it's, but I'll tell you this now, it's, it's absolutely bonkers. It's, if, if you can't get your head around 
I would even say Inception because Inception is really easy to follow once you get get, get the hang of it. Yeah, yeah. If you're not good with non-linear timelines and different so forth, like, <laughs> yeah, don't don't bother. Uh, I know people. This movie you need to watch it three, four, five times to even understand it. I think the first time you watch it, you're going to be lost. I I certainly was lost, and there's no shame in admitting that. Even if someone who's who classes himself as somebody who knows a lot about movies i was lost the first time i think when i came out of it mio you asked me how was it i'd even give you an instant reply that's how it's not that i was lost to that extent but it's a movie that you just cannot review the first time and i think that's where a lot of movie reviews have gone wrong with this movie where they obviously they, they're working to a time time frame they're working to a schedule they have to chuck out a review because that's what sells magazines that's what sells uh, advertising space on their website wherever the case may be uh but obviously for me it's time I've got, I've got all the time in the world to put out a review and i watched this two i think did i watch this yeah i watched this in total three times i didn't put out a review until i watched it the second time but even that it i sat on it for about a week or so mm-hmm. and i get when i first came out of it my initial reactions were it's a four-star movie uh but talking about it and understanding what it's doing it quickly came out as a four and a half star and then you know me, I only class a movie as a masterpiece based on whether it's, it has rewatched like of any value once you rewatch it and if it um, stands the test of time. This movie, and I know I made, like I might have jumped the gun, but this movie will be a better movie in, in the years to come. It, I think people will appreciate it more compared to like the, something like The Prestige, for example, um, where the movie just ages well. I think with Interstellar, it's hard to understand the first time. I think I haven't watched it a second time because it was just so. You still don't know what that movie's about. I I don't I don't I haven't watched it a second time to be honest with you, which I really need to do. I'm still on my Nolan marathon, so I'll be doing that. This movie is going to age well, and people will appreciate it for what it is once they understand the plot of the movie. The plot is confusing. It's probably one of Nolan's most confusing movies. I think Nolan doesn't know what it's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's but. When you watch it and you start piecing the puzzle Mia, I think it honestly, it's one of the most rewarding movies I've ever seen in my life. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, the point where you start noticing timelines, because obviously it's, it's a movie about time and inversion and you start piecing the puzzle together and you notice that this character is in the same place in five uh, well his there's five of him or three of him or what i'm 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 just talking broadly so i don't ruin it or leave any kind yeah. of spoilers there but a certain character ends up being in a certain place and their paths cross three times or there's three of this particular character in the same scene those are stuff you have to look out for and that does not take one viewing mate like even the opening scene uh, not a spoiler, but there's something major in the opening scene. You do not notice that. And that goes over your head because it's just the way Nolan does things. And when you piece that important piece together, you're like, what the F just happened? And and that's what I love about movies. I know I'm a big Nolan fan, so take this, take everything I say with a pinch of salt. But... That's what I love about Nolan. It's the fact that he forces the viewers, the audience to watch a movie a second time, a third time. And it's not just a movie that you just watch, get over it. And the same with Inception. Inception, I watched that 
I watched that at least once a month, to be honest with you. And it, it still has the same impact. The Dark Knight, same thing, the Dark Knight Rises. But I can't I can't wait. I can't wait for Tenet to drop. It was an incredible movie. I know people picked on um uh John David Washington for his lack of emotion or his performance. I thought it was perfect. I think um Robert Patterson stole the show. Uh he was one of my highs for, for this year. I, I honestly I put my hands up and I apologize. I did not know that guy can act. Not I not to this extent. And I think you'll probably leave with the same impression. And uh the yeah, Tenant drops fourteenth of December. Everybody go, everybody go pick that movie up. Everybody has to pick that movie up because it's it's a masterpiece. Um, I know we're gonna do a review, and I know, I'm I'm confident enough in saying that Mio, I think this is your sort of movie because I know you would appreciate the the effort gone into it, and um, just look out for everything. Yeah, that's what that's so, what I'm gonna say. I'm looking at the height of the cast, and it says Elizabeth um, Debicki. She's six three. I'm like, holy shit! There's one scene in there. I'm not gonna ruin it. She, should, she one... should be in the NBA, fam. Yeah, there's one scene in there, which we just laughed at because she was so, she's so tall, but she struggled to do something with her leg, and we're like, oh come on. So um, it obviously doesn't take away from the movie or anything like that, mm-hmm. but incredible. The clue and... is in the the clue is in the title. Uh, for a start nobody's going to pick up on it because obviously no one knows what the fucking movie's all about yeah uh, and I, it also doesn't help when um i think you mentioned this yourself that the sound mixing wasn't that great for this movie yes so when my, they're like a key plot moments so like yes you can't hear what you they're can't talking hear about because you're in the speedboat you can't hear yeah you're on the speedboat and you can't hear, and that's what i was about to say if when you pick up this movie headphones on subtitles or even just have subtitles in general uh, that's why I can't wait because I know I've missed so many things and that's why I'm quite glad we've we've waited to this time to do a review about it just so I could pick up on all the smaller things but the sound mixing even though it was quite difficult it's it's nice because nothing is you know fake everything's on location everything's shot on scene um, and then you've got the soundtrack the soundtrack is absolutely incredible and they dropped two bonus tracks the other day oh my god I was on my knees I was, and when I found that the, the opening scene was on YouTube like I've been watching that every single day. Mia, I'll tell you now. Yeah. I'm watching us. I'm watching the opening scene every day when you I get told us you watched it for two and a half hours straight. Like, it was just it was just insane. And I, I was trying to find the opening scene the other day. This was about two weeks before this and uh, they uploaded it on YouTube. And one of my favorite quotes from the movie was We live in a twilight world mm-hmm. and there are no friends at dusk. And I came across he a video on YouTube. This is how sad I am. I came across a video on YouTube that was a 10 hour mix of just uh, John David Washington saying we live in a twilight world. <laughs> did, you, did you play over <laughs> not, 10 not, hours? Not for 10 hours, but I, I had that on okay. for a bit. Okay. And, um, but yeah, Tenant, favorite movie of the year, top three movie of all time. It's, this is where I have to wait and see. And this is where I think time will, will tell. This could be potentially known as top two movie. And on that note, let's move on to the lows of 2020. I'll quickly start, Mio. First one up, and I think it's it's the best place to start. I think one of the low lights, if you want to call it, of 2020 is just the actors we've lost, and in in particular, yeah, in particular, uh, Sean Connery. Just because I grew up to that James Bond and seen those James Bond. Not that I'm that old, but that's what I grew up with watching 007. 
and probably one of my favorite James 007s to be honest with you. Um, but his imp- his death didn't really have that great of an impact because we feel like he's he's li- lived his life and he was happy with his life and so forth. I think the one that really bothered us the most was Chadwick Bo- Boseman. Um, yeah, sad to see see him go so soon, especially with uh, him being the, the peak of his powers when it comes to acting. So that was a low light for me. Um, we've also got some shit movies that I want to talk about. I was quickly just put them on blast for some reason. Um, the Grudge 2020, uh, absolutely awful. Probably the worst movie I've seen this year. And uh, that's, I reckon if I watched New Mutants, that would probably be up there. But I stayed away from that. I think... New Mutants has Anya Taylor-Joy though, so that's one good thing. That's it. one thing about it, and that's one thing you know. I am, I'm peeking, I'm peeking. I see you on the streaming services. I'm like, I see you there. I see. You. I'll, I'll come back to you. I come back. Like I leave it on the side. Like I add this to to what to my watch list. But it just depends on what vibe I'm in. You know, if I want to watch a trashy movie, I think I'm. But I want someone like a bit of eye candy on there. I'll probably watch that. Um. But the grudge was just—it was just awful, man. It was horrible. It was probably—it's—it's it's a zero-star movie. So stay away from that. Um, Bloodshot. Really enjoyed the premise for that. I know you've always warned me to stay away from that movie, but uh, he's fat, fam. Icarus, Icarus flew too close to the sun in this in this case, and I wasted an hour and a half of my time, or whatever the length of the movie was, and. Um, regret it instantly he's fat he just he looks like a like an off-season bodybuilder that that like hasn't taken his steroids yet i I have no idea what vin diesel's doing in uh the film industry anymore he plays he just plays him he just he just says i am good he just says i am good i'm yeah (laughs) and um I, i i just see no skill in his acting i really don't he just turns up i don't know i want to trash on him but at the same time I'm trying to hold back. Um, another movie that was on, I would say it's in the middle between high and low, and it was Gemini Man. I really enjoyed that to an extent. You told me the twist, and that was wild. Yeah, that there's more than two Will Smiths. So yes, like, Damn, I might so, actually see this movie. So I wish I did tell you because I think you would have enjoyed the twist a lot more. So well, I wouldn't have watched it if you didn't tell me. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So that twist was on my highs, but the lows is just. I think they forced the whole. 120 fps or 60 mm-hmm. fps shooting that they wanted to do and it really came across it was cringy it was poor it was bad it wasn't i don't know man it was uh i don't know man it was it was just it was just bad it was it felt like a it felt like i was watching ps3 graphics in a cutscene or something like that it was it stood out as a sore thumb to be honest with you and it it goes to show and that's where for example, Old God is also on my list, but the premise for these movies, I've watched a ton of shit movies. I've watched um, Fantasy Island, which was shit, but I had an awesome premise. I watched, um, was it The Room or something? Where the guy, yeah, I think I told you about this, where they buy a house and they discover this room and they, they find out that you could you could wish for anything and the room will provide provide for yeah, you. I think you I think, yeah. But if you took it outside, it'll break, break down and deteriorate. Um, that premise was incredible, but a shit movie. There was another movie called, um, it was that, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was the guy that had the crash and was in a coma and then woke up, tried to rediscover his memories and then found that he actually passed away. Well, he's not passed away, but he's brain dead, but 
he's been his the memories of the the doctor her son was embedded into him and he discovered his memories remember i told you about that movie as well yeah i forgot what it's called too i, I completely forgot what it's called that was on amazon prime that had an incredible premise so there was a lot of movies this year that had some great premises. The Old Guard had a, probably one of my favorite premises of, of this year, along with The Room, is the fact that um, they were immortal and it was just, they were, they were trying to do good and there was that balance between good and bad. And it just, I don't think they delivered on that movie. And I want, like, we always say we want movies to take risks, just like video game companies, we want them to take risks. But don't butcher a premise man that's that's your foundations and yeah that was one of the downfalls of, of this year for me and then finally before i let you take it away with your lows i think it's just easy to say this it's delays after delays after delays like i got fed up with the amount of delays movies saw to be honest with you i i think it ruined movies for me this year i did discover new movies which was great and i think this should have been the year where i finally blasted through my my pile of blu-rays that i haven't seen but i don't know movies just haven't impacted me this year as 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 they have in previous years i think tenant's probably the only movie that's really lingered on my mind for like every single day and i still think about it but the delays have just really they've really hit hard especially for somebody who um regarding say my lifestyle i'm busy here and there and just you you know we, as we we always talk off off show me you know how what my what my life is all about at the moment and um going to watch a movie just i'm sure it's the same case with you going to watch a movie it's a nice escape let's say yeah and uh i haven't been able to do that much this year to be honest with you especially with gym closing down so those two things i really really enjoyed and i think they've impacted me to the sense where i've got bored of other forms of media so like video games i've I haven't really played much games. I've just been bored of that. And then TV shows, I've been really, really picky with what I watch. Extremely picky. And I don't really want to waste my time starting something new and then finding out it's shit. Like I've I've gone back and rewatched Queen's Gambit, which I rarely do for a TV show. I we'll, we'll talk about it on, when we come to the TV shows, but I rarely do. The last TV show I re- rewatched was Breaking Bad. So I've done that for Queen's Gambit and I've done it for uh Chernobyl actually finished that yesterday so it's been a bad year for movies in general uh, with all the delays um but it has opened up the way for for me to view movies that I haven't seen like um Gentleman like Snatch oh I remembered one of my highs was Whiplash actually second favorite movie of the year oh yeah Um, I forgot you watched it this year I I was absolutely blown away by it and I watched it back to back I think I watched it and then yeah I watched it back back to back and I actually bought it on, on Blu-ray. Absolutely loved it. And um, yeah, that's kind of my highs and lows for this year before we wrap up with what the future of cinema is quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, take away with your lows and then... Um, I only have a few lows. Not that there wasn't a lot of lows in the world, but like as far as like films, like just like COVID delaying and yep. like canceling everything that came out this year. So this is probably like the worst year for movies in like... Uh, maybe like a hundred years or so. Yeah. We don't want to like, sound too insensitive because there's a lot more going out yeah. in the world. To be like, honest this with is you. just lows for movies. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, COVID just delaying everything. It's just, you know, a lot of people in, in the industry losing their jobs as well. Cinemas closing down. Yeah. Just bad, just bad times for the movie industry. And um, Manolo was um, 
the Snyder Cut being announced because. Oh, that's a high for me. I completely forgot. Yeah, yeah. it was a high for you, low for me. But you know, yeah. (laughs) Another high for me then, quickly, just on topic, was DC's fandom. No, just in general, DC fandom. Just I feel a bit more confident with what DC are doing. To be honest with you, after their DC event, if you remember that. Um, yeah, but the Snyder Cut. That's a high for me, and also a low. A low because I hope it's not shit. It's gonna be shit. And then the high because I can't believe it. It's happening, and I won. You were like about to like give it, give up the bed. Give up, yes, yes. And then I, I remember. Then out of nowhere, like I called you. I called you with the with this. I had the this. I don't know how you say it over there, but I had a smug look on me. I, it was smug, like smugs yeah. the term in America. I'm yeah, assuming. yeah, uh, but of. Luckily for some, you were working, so you couldn't answer. But oh my god, I was I was going red meal. I was I was in tears. I couldn't believe it was happening. It was like a wrestling match where I had you like pinned, then out yep. of nowhere, like Zack Snyder hit me with a metal chair, <laughs> and then he was like, "You can't see me, John Cena," and then you uh, tag teamed me and pinned yeah. me. That's uh, how I felt. I think that's the perfect analogy. But and I want some chicken wings out of it. So yeah, the more the merrier for me. Um, Let's wrap up with the show. Future mm-hmm. of Cinema Mio, uh, just in general, what are your thoughts? Where do you, where do you hope we go for next year? I know we touched on streaming services. Yeah. Take it um, away. Doesn't look good right now. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't look good. It does not. Um, does it? Who knows when we'll go back to normal? Will we go back to normal? Mm. Will the movie industry recover? Like, are, there, are people still going to go see movies in theaters? Or is mm. everything going to go on streaming? Which um, streaming, like, you can say it doesn't sound that bad and that movies people just watch it on streaming anyways but you know if it comes out on streaming the budgets won't be as high you won't get as many summer blockbusters you'll still get like the oscar movie but like you know say goodbye to a michael actually okay that that doesn't sound so bad saying goodbye to michael bay (laughs) Bay, but like you know like movies like tenet tenet lost a lot of money yeah and you know and I wish, of, of, I wish it got delayed. I wish it got delayed because that's a movie you need to watch in cinema. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm happy Dune is getting delayed because it's a good point you make. Some movies you have to see in cinema though, man. You you have to. And Dune is one of them. So I'm glad that's been delayed. I think the 007 movie, uh, No Time to Die, you have to watch that in cinema. Uh, Wonder Woman, I'm on the fence. Do you really watch that as a streaming movie or... And don't forget, HBO is like, yeah, as a service, it's still new HBO Max, isn't it? Yeah. So It's killing it right now with this catalog. Yeah. Um, mm. A little slow on the TV shows. Yep. I hear it's got a, a couple of good TV shows like uh, Based by Wolves. I heard that's pretty good. That's uh, a okay, really Scott show. I've, I've heard about that. Yeah, I hear it's pretty good. I haven't seen it. But um, I heard the flight attendants. Okay. Mm. Um, I'm sure there'll be a few good DC shows on it. But as far as movies, like HBO Max is killing it. Yeah, and they obviously recently announced that because Warner Brothers obviously owns H- HBO Max. Um, Warner Brothers actually announced uh, their entire 2021 lineup will be coming to HBO Max. Um, obviously, that's for stateside. We don't have HBO Max here, so theaters here for us, cinemas. Um, what do you make of that, Mia? I think i i personally don't know what to make of it to be honest with you i don't know from, they're definitely going to make they're definitely not going to make their money back not at all. For, for, for for each of those movies um and i don't think they're going to pull a disney plus and go okay 
we're going to charge you an extra 15 bucks mm-hmm. for the movie or 30 bucks. Mulan's now free after charging people 30, which I thought was quite uncalled for, let's say. Uh, and that's keeping it polite. Yeah. It did make money though. So It did make they, money. They won. But they knew they weren't going to make... I don't know. It, it obviously didn't make a lot of money. It became mm-hmm. the budget. I'm tempted to watch it. I know it's a shit movie. I'm so tempted to watch it. So I, I don't know. But I'm definitely going to watch the movie that you've... That was a, I forgot what movie I was supposed to watch now. Oh, Sonic. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch that today. Um, where do you think HBO is going to go? Do you reckon it's going to be the norm? I, like, I, 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 it's hard to predict, but I know we, we're good yeah. at predicting stuff here on the podcast. So what, what, what do you think? Well, yeah, it, it just looks like Warner Brothers is like taking the L as far as like yeah. the movies recouping and like making them profit. But I think they're investing in HBO Max. Like they want it to be like the biggest streaming service in the world. And with like this lineup of, you know, what they have, it looks like they will be the best, like the biggest streaming service in the world. Mm. But, you know, at what cost? Like, you know, the cost of theaters going bankrupt, the cost of even when things go back to normal, people won't want to go back to the cinemas. They'll just be like, you know, I'll just, it'll come on HBO Max. Yeah. But I hope, I hope Warner Brothers just does it does this for this year uh, I hope yes. they don't do this for 2022 yes I hope they don't do this for um i'm trying to think of a movie Dune, batman. Batman com- yeah batman comes out 2022 yeah so yeah i hope batman just comes exclusively to theaters yep i hope doom dune part two comes yep. out exclusively to theaters i'm gutted matrix is coming out on hbo max I'd yeah. Rather, yeah. yeah that's true well for me here it's different but it you never know if if, if it comes to a point where movies obviously theaters don't open again then um this is where i think warner brothers are going to make a lot of money so let's say theaters close here and it's it's exactly the same thing where people don't want to go theaters and so forth we don't have hbo max here and i don't see it launching here so who does warner brothers sell the license to that's my thing and i have a sneaky sneaky feeling it'll be apple i don't think they'll give it to netflix because they want to beat netflix i think they'll have apple I have Apple TV, yeah, okay. but no one uses it. I got it free with my device. They would definitely not give it to Marvel because obviously it's DC, so that's out of the window. Amazon Prime, no, because that's their competitors. So who who do they give it to? Unless they launch HBO Max here, which I think would be a major success if if they did. I don't I don't understand why they haven't. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, that makes no sense. And I think from the streaming point, I think HBO Max has the potential to be bigger than Disney Plus. And I say this because... I think it has potential to be bigger than Netflix. Yeah, it really does. It, uh, But I'm comparing and contrasting because obviously Disney owns Marvel and obviously Warner Brothers owns the DC rights. So I'm just comparing and contrasting from those two perspectives. And if you really look at Disney+, Plus, I feel like it's, it's... I wouldn't say limited, but you know what you're getting with it. You know you're going to get the animated movie. You know you're going to get the Marvel movie. There's nothing that really stands out. But with Warner Brothers, their portfolio is larger. So obviously, Warner Brothers uh, uh, works with uh, Nolan. So you probably get, every, is it? Yeah, you probably get every Nolan movie for a start. Um, they own, obviously, the rights to Dune. They own DC. So every single DC movie, every single DC-based TV show that's coming up. Um, they work with Stephen King. They own The Matrix. So their portfolio is a lot, is, is, is greater than, than, than Disney in my, in my personal opinion Disney has the animated movies Pixar whatever Star Wars and then Marvel and that's yeah, what I can Fox think of too. 
they have what? Fox. Yeah, and Fox. Um, so that, that that's it really. And if if I'm com- weighing those up, I know as a businessman, I know what side I want to be on. If well, that's quite hard because Disney are are doing great with their Marvel movies and shows. Um, but yeah, I think streaming services are going to be the way for next year. But I really, really hope this is only a one-off. I really do because the cinema experience. If if let's say we never get another reopening of theaters here, and Tenant is the last movie I've watched, then I know I've gone out in style. But it's the fact knowing that that's the sort of movie I can watch in cinemas really, really bugs me and really hurts me because. Dune is a movie I want to watch in cinema. No matter how great my setup is here and how expensive my headphones are, there is nothing like replicating the cinema experience with a popcorn. Like having a snack when you watch a movie at home is not the same as, as having a snack in cinema, is it? No. No. Neither. So that's my personal opinion. I hope cinemas recover. I hope we see a better year in 2021. I know there's more uh, pressing matters, but I think depression's hit a lot of people this year, especially being locked down. And I think this is something that a lot of people have missed out on and look forward to and a nice escape. So I really hope for the sake of many people around the world that, you know, we get, we get theaters reopening and that the future of cinema is, is healthy because you know what, we enjoy our podcast and we want to talk more about movies. If we have another year where I can't talk about a new movie, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, Mio, is there anything else before we wrap up that you wanted to cover regarding movies? Just a shout out to any anything in particular, or uh, you feel like you've said your 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 part? Uh, no, not really. I think we covered pretty much everything as far as movies. Um, little Mandalorian Mandalorian update. I did predict what was going to happen. Yeah. That baby. I'm not going to spoil. It. I'm not going to spoil it. Watch Don't Mandalorian. It. Yeah, I did predict what's going to happen. Baby Yoda goes all super. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda goes all Super Saiyan. Don't worry, I'm, I'm going to be giving you a lot of credit on the next podcast, which is probably going to be the TV show one. Yep. Uh, so that'll be our next podcast. We'll just wrap The up. real question is, are we going to rank Mandalorian 1 with one episode to go? Ooh, that's going to take some ballsy... That's going to be... Imagine big... if we do, then the last episode is like absolute <laughs> trash. And you're like, what do uh, we do? Yeah. Uh, because we were on the fence regarding old boys and then... Actually, I was, and then you said it'll come good. So, I don't know. It, it depends. We have, some, and then we've got the video game one to wrap mm-hmm. up the year because obviously Cyberpunk. So we want to play a bit of that, and uh, that will be it for this year. And then we'll be back sometime in January. So, yeah, I'm excited for the next two podcasts, Mio. And on that note, let's wrap this up. Thanks for joining us this week. Oh, actually, before I say that, buy tenant. That's how I want to end this podcast. Go buy tenant. Thank me later. Slide into my DMs. Tell me you didn't understand the movie and then we can geek out together. Thanks for joining us this week for episode 55 of the Multiverse Podcast. For the latest news and updates, keep it locked to our Instagram page at themultiverse.ig. Also subscribe to the Multiverse on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss an episode. Once again, thank you for your time. Have a great week and we hope to catch you on our next episode. Peace.